Hello everybody, welcome back to Two Girls One Book Podcast. Uh, we've got a bit of a short stories episode for you today. A slightly different one from normal. Oh, the dog's wanting to join in. Can you hear the <laughs> On dog? Cue. Yeah, great. Press record. Bark, 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 bark. <laughs> great. Um, anyway, yes, as I was saying, we've got a little bit of a, a slightly different episode for you today because we've had what can only be described as an absolute boatload of boatload of books from publishers to get through so um we've read quite a lot of the same books which is kind of unusual usually we've only got like the one or possibly two a month um but we have one two three four five six seven books that we've both read (laughs) yeah sort of sort of together sort of independently and we've not discussed any of them at length i don't think have we no july's Um, been like a mad busy month for both of us mm, we've not really spoken to each other (laughs) just pretended we've not had a fallout but (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's just been one of those um so yeah i think we're gonna just sort of have a brief chat about all of the the ones that have been gifted to us we won't hold back if we didn't like them, but equally, we will say if we did like them. Yeah. So, uh, first on our list, I think we've, we're sort of talking about them ish in order that we read them, sort of, but we did it at slightly different times. Yeah. Um, so, the first one is Stargazer by Laurie Petru, um, which is a lovely pink book that we saw loads of yeah. on Bookstagram um, with a super cool cover that Hannah did a very good recreation <laughs> of. So if you've not seen that, you'll have to go and flick through our uh, Bookstagram to, to find that. Um, but yeah, this was a cool one. I This is one of the ones I, that I would say was on my sort of... Actually, I liked quite a lot of these. Spoiler alert! Um, but yeah, I really enjoyed this one. What did you What did you think about it? Yeah, I really enjoyed it as well. It was my kind of classic coming of age story that I love. That like teenage kind of summers that I that I just lo- love to immerse myself in. Um, and I thought the characters in this were really nice and interesting as well. I think sometimes yeah. you get quite just a flat character when they're like a teenage because they've not really grown as a person yet. But yeah. the characters in this seemed really fleshed out and interesting. I kind of yeah. wanted to be their friend also. Yeah, they were a bit... Um, they were kind of a bit twisted, weren't they? Yeah. I really liked it. It's based... It was in Canada, wasn't it? At, at like a campus university. Um, I'm just trying to sort of... It was, this was a while ago yeah. that I, I read this. So I'm trying to like dredge up. At the end of June, I think. But it was yeah, based in... Nice. Um, Toronto originally they're these kind of wealthy families in Toronto and these two daughters who um, summer together as children but then they end up going to this um, campus university on the outskirts of Toronto where they live together off campus in a cabin um, by a lake so they kind of foster this very close friendship outside of their their, um, kind of university friends as well so they become quite um i wouldn't say what's the word where you're kind of reliant on each other what's that word uh (laughs) the end of a really uh, long of a really long day (laughs) um codependent i don't know okay 
they they become a little bit codependent and almost like they don't function as well without each mm. other um and then naturally start to kind of drift apart and there's a little bit of jealousy that happens slight yeah kind of touching on obsession maybe on... yeah i was gonna i think the word i was gonna say was infatuation yes they're kind of like they're so weirdly glued to each other it's a really interesting dynamic yeah um but yeah when there's lots of money and drugs and all sorts of things in involved yeah. when you're young obviously things get a little bit interesting don't they yeah so it's kind of got like a sort of psychological thriller-esque t- side to it yeah. as well um yeah and for a short little short little book it like packs quite a lot of interesting stuff into it um so yeah i i really enjoyed it i really liked the writing i thought it set the scene perfectly like i felt like i was there yeah um and i liked sort of the nostalgic 90s vibes that we got from it as well yeah there was like references where it was kind of like that 90s it girl scene yeah um i could sure i could put myself right there it, it felt really um immersive in that sense and yeah yeah i think for all of the dark i mean i like a little bit of dark and twistedness um that was like just a little thread that ran through it the story itself i thought was just an interesting coming of age story and then you have this little twist of darkness at the end which i which i did really appreciate i kind of saw it coming yeah but didn't mean that i didn't enjoy it i think i would have been happy even if i'd not had that so i think it was it was good i really liked it yeah yeah agreed good so that's the first one little we're gonna fly through these (laughs) it's great this is exactly what we need because we're recording this on Monday night and I'm going to try and edit it and post it by tomorrow. So short and snappy is good. Yeah. <laughs> well, the next one um, that we were going to talk about is The Trio by Johanna Hedman. Um, this one, I think, is a translation. I think it's originally released in mm. Swedish. Um, and it's similar vibes to stargazer in that kind of university coming of age setting um almost the same kind of codependent relationships pretty twisted and entwined um i really really love this one this one made me feel like long lazy summer days and kind of Mm. yeah i just i loved it i really really loved it um i think i was a bit worried because on the back it it likens it to normal people, yeah, which I didn't enjoy. Um, and I could see the similarities in the kind of... There wasn't much plot. It was just yeah. a lot of kind of internal thoughts and then dialogue between this very core group of people. Um, but the core group of people were interesting, so I didn't yeah. mind that it was just them existing. Yeah. Yeah, I I felt the same way about it. Yeah, I think it was like normal people in the yeah, it's a it's a character study basically. Yeah. Um really interesting told from uh dual points of view, wasn't it? Yeah. Um so it's about 
three of them, but told from the point of view of two of the people within that trio. Yeah. Um, which is where the title comes from. Um, yeah, no, I love this one. I thought it was going to be uh, great in the the sort of Scandinavian setting, like right from the very start. Again, much like with Stargazer, I felt like I was there, dropped into it. I think I probably preferred this one as well, potentially. I don't know whether it's it's a little bit longer. I felt like I got to know the characters maybe a little bit more. I cared a little bit more about them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, again, I, I really enjoyed it. I, I thought, is this a, it was a debut novel again, wasn't it? She's super young as well. She's was born in 1993. I, um, yeah, I'm just I know. pulling a face at that. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> Any, anyone born in the nineties is really young to me. Yeah. So, um, yeah, 1993. Um, she holds a master's degree in peace and conflict studies. How interesting! Goodness. Um, but yeah, so it it doesn't just concentrate on um, Scandinavia either. There's some different de- bits where we go to Paris, etc., etc. Yeah. So the the sort of travel element of it is there as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I liked how we went into the future and sort of saw how the fallout of their relationship as well i enjoyed the sort of dual timeline element to it yeah it kind of felt like you were looking back on like home movies Mm. almost you know like the old summer movies that you'd be shown of like your grandparents and things and it felt like that was the feeling that i got this nostalgic for somebody else's adventures um yeah and I think I probably liked it a little bit better than Stargazer, maybe because of that, that you got that kind of full story. You know exactly what happened when everybody was older and kind of yeah. the longer lasting effects of those experiences. I think I really, I liked it. And I liked all of the characters were so interesting. Again, I felt I wanted to be their friends, but I also felt like I'd be really too dumb to hang around with any of them because they were all incredibly interesting and clever. Yeah. They were very clever. Um, the one thing that I um, noticed um, that maybe in quite a lot of modern um, contemporary literature is that there wasn't really anything to date this book. Yeah. Did you find that? Because there wasn't, there, there weren't any dates really thrown in. There were certain different references, but but it was very ambiguous which i really liked actually yeah um because i feel like that's what you're gonna need to make a book more of a classic yeah yeah Um, there wasn't mention of kind of technology or anything like that it was just very much them having this experience and living in it yeah yeah i think there was like one or two references which made me feel like the past the nostalgia looking back at it was was almost contemporary so it felt like a really sort of weird timeline but i kind of i liked that it was almost it it was its own entity yeah um yeah so i thought that was kind of just an interesting element to to point out um but yeah i also really enjoy the cover of this one i saw it in waterstones because i wondered whether this would was like the final 
copy of it. Yeah. So we were obviously sent it. Oh, we should say uh, who who we got sent them by, shouldn't we? Yes. Um. So the last one that was sent by Verve Books, uh, Stargazer, um, and this one was sent to us by Hamish Hamilton, um, which is a Penguin imprint, one of their many billion <laughs> imprints. Yeah. Um. Any, but yes. Uh. So so thank you to to them. But yeah, the, the cover's really beautiful. It's cut like a cool finish to it yeah and that looks almost like classic as well there's nothing really that dates the cover it could be a book from the 70s it could be a book from the future it's yeah it's really really pretty yeah yeah um okie cokey so we continue our travels because this is very much a all over the place uh (laughs) in terms of geography um so we continue our travels with a travel memoir um so this one is shape of a boy my family and other adventures by kate wickers um so we were contacted uh by who's this one um it's aurum 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 yeah yes (laughs) um so we we got sent this uh and I was a little bit concerned that it was going to be like mummy centric <laughs> and I'm not a mummy so I wouldn't get it um, but as it was I thought it was great <laughs> yeah it's hilarious hilarious little book um, with some really funny stories she's obviously she's a travel journalist isn't she so yeah. she she knows how to write about travel um but i enjoyed that she's basically been collating these random stories where she's taken her kids absolute mental yeah <laughs> I, I i don't know how she does it um but she took all of her three three boys yeah three young boys the i mean it was the one that made me like really blew my mind is one of them's got a really severe nut allergy and the yeah. panic that I would have as a parent to take my child even to a restaurant in the UK, Anywhere. let alone yeah. to Cambodia and Thailand. And she gets all over the world with these kids. And I really enjoyed it as I am a mum, albeit not a mum who has ever travelled further than like no. Cornwall with my kids. <laughs> um, I really, really enjoyed it. And I think it's that thing of whether you're a mum or not, you, everyone's got stories that they want to tell when they mm. come back from a holiday, funny things that yeah. have happened. And I think it's quite nice that she's been able to collate those funny family stories into this book that her kids will be able to look back on when yeah. they're older and read it and remember those times. Um, but yeah, even if you're not a parent, it was still interesting to hear about the places that they went. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, it was one of those kind of hashtag goals things where she would just be paid to go to uh, this hotel that's opening somewhere and all of that felt a bit like, oh, if only. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think the interesting thing is, I guess it's part of the job, isn't it? That you get, she seemed to have visited places before they became big tourist destinations. Yeah. So she was even almost doing the unbeaten track with kids in tow and a husband and all sorts of... I just think it was incredible. And I laughed out loud at some of the yeah, parts. Same. I think it was... She's got a very easy way of writing. Um, yeah, she's she's a very funny, funny writer. I read this in like a day. Um, yeah. 
yeah it was a really it was a really quick read it was ideal summer holiday i took it for my little trip to norfolk um so not a far-flung place (laughs) and i took my dogs and that was uh and, and husband um but that was that was about as far as it went for me but yeah i salute her for being brave (laughs) yeah i think it's also the different side of when you consider that she's written for travel magazines and in that to a certain extent you're putting forward the polished view of the holiday that you went on and this is the very nice restaurant we ate in and this is the beautiful hotel and this is like the behind the scenes of actually we had a kid in nappies and (laughs) making a mess and all sorts and i think it's nice to have that kind of behind the scenes of what i imagine is quite not a glamorous life necessarily, but kind of a, a blessed life that yeah. you get the stories from behind that, I thought was an interesting take. Um, and she did just make me want to go on proper holiday. That's yeah. the problem with these books is that I just keep going, oh, well, now I wish I could be in Cambodia. Yeah. So It's like food memoirs make you hungry. Yeah. Travel memoirs make you want to go away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it was a great one. Uh, definitely recommend to anyone with kids or without. Yeah. So you've got you've got perspective from both here, and yeah, both of us really enjoyed it. She, the way she writes, like you say, it's very funny, very accessible, very relatable to anybody. I think. Yeah. Um. So yeah, really enjoyed it. Um. Okay. Well, the next one is. I feel like I should just shut up and let you talk about this next one because it's definitely oh, no, your, not at all. your thing. Um, this one was sent to us by Century Books and it's Operation Moonlight by Louise Morrish. Um, and it is historical fiction set in the war with a dual timeline <laughs> and a dual point of view. Basically, this book was written for Rhiannon. <laughs> Yeah, it's definitely my list, tick list, isn't it? The, when when they contacted us about getting this one, I was like, yeah, that sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> Fine, send it on over. Um, yeah, and it didn't disappoint at all. Uh, this was one, again, it's quite a chunky book, but flew through it. Yeah. And uh, yeah, just a really interesting point of view that I hadn't really explored before um so we've got the dual timeline which uh, we've got 1945 so wartime where um Elizabeth is recruited as a spy and sent to France yeah um where she gets up to some spy stuff I won't go into that any further because you know you've got to read the book um, but then in our modern day, 20, well, 2018 is the modern day uh, timeline, isn't it? We follow, it's um, generally not told from the point of view of Elizabeth, is it? Yeah. It's told by her carer, yeah. who Tali. was lovely. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I really engaged with her as a character as well. Yeah. Um, and yeah so she discovers the the past of of betty she's now goes by betty doesn't she so rather than elizabeth um so yeah and we gradually uncover 
what she got up to yeah. during the war. Um, so there's a little bit of intrigue there, mystery, um, a healthy dose of romance as well in both timelines. Yeah, um, yeah I I really enjoyed it, uh, but that was to be expected. So what did you think? <laughs> I really enjoyed it as well. I feel like it's such a wholesome book. Yeah. There was no part of it. I felt like I was like wrapped up in a little blanket knitted by a grandma like the whole yeah. way through um and i really liked the idea so the way that um we kind of start to delve into betty's past is um she's approaching her 100th birthday and she becomes part of this century club which is like a little social club for people who are 100 or turning 100 and they start to make memory boxes and it's through those memory boxes that we start to kind of realize that there's a lot more to Betty than you might originally mm. think and I think that idea which is not something that you necessarily consider in a daily life but that these older people who have such wealth of stories and knowledge and life that you don't necessarily know delve into ask the right questions to be able to find out and I think yeah. I really liked that idea of what to to the outside world she is an 100 year old old lady who is maybe a little bit frail and there's a part of the storyline where it's questioned whether or not she's um compass mentis whether she's actually understanding anything in her life now but there's still these incredible stories like locked inside her yeah um and i thought that was a really strong kind of takeaway for me was that everybody's got a story and sometimes they're incredibly exciting and and unexpected yeah um, and there was mentions in it of where they went to do their training um in the original timeline they went up to the west coast of scotland and there's like towns and villages that are name checked that i went to as a kid so i was like sending photos of the pages to my mum going look at this um and I messaged my mum and told her the kind of premise of the book. And she said, oh, my mum's a nurse. And she said, oh, I treated a lady who was a spy in the in World War Two, And so she'd been told all of these stories. And I was like, this is incredible. Like, there's wealth of, like, knowledge that's yeah. just hidden. And if you don't ask the questions, you don't know. Um, and all of that yeah. side of it was really fascinating, that the, the women that were recruited as this kind of different faction of spies to go in and report things back i thought it was fascinating i loved it yeah me too she also includes some um ex some what's it called extra further reading yeah <laughs> extra reading <laughs> further readings um resources which i think i'd quite like to delve into actually because i definitely don't know that much about sort of especially the the british women that were sent over to spy yeah um it seems like it's a bit of a yeah not an untold story but one that's not been in the um yeah the general realm it's definitely not something that i was taught at school yeah that's what i was gonna um, say this is a kind of part of history that i think our generation definitely all gets taught in school we definitely did like ad nauseum we learned about world war Two. yeah world war Two. yeah <laughs> which i think is For why sure. it's got such a special place in our hearts in terms of reading about it it's like the yeah. good night mr tom that 
that kind of era of story is exactly what we read as kids. Um, but yeah, we didn't get told anything about the women getting sent over to spy. And I think I'd have been a bit more yeah. interested if we had. <laughs> yeah, maybe it's something that I feel like now that surely the syllabus must, must have changed to reflect some more of that. I don't know. I'm not a history teacher, so <laughs> but hopefully. I'm hopeful that it, it has. Uh, but yeah, definitely recommend that one. I reckon a lot of people will get a lot from it. It's a nice, cosy book to to read yeah um and yeah it was as good as i expected it to be yeah for sure okay i'm nervous about okay. this one <laughs> can you um well let's it's it's fine it'll be fine um so this one uh was sent to us by uh it's another penguin one isn't it michael joseph yes um so this one is a another memoir train lord by oliver moll um one man's journey to getting his life back on track on paper i thought this was going to be really interesting same um so he's basically an author who uh got a really bad migraine yeah for 10 years <laughs> yeah which meant that he just couldn't couldn't do anything yeah couldn't, couldn't um, read couldn't write couldn't look at a screen couldn't do anything couldn't function um, yeah which is a pretty a pretty bad situation to be in when you need to read and write for your job for your job yeah not ideal um so i, I i'm gonna full full disclosure i didn't finish this one <laughs> so Hannah's probably going to have to be your expert on it. Um, why is it called Train Lord? So, <laughs> oh, I'm not even entirely sure. Full disclosure, no. I did finish this one, but I very much struggled. It was yeah. more a case of my stubbornness mm-hmm. forcing me to do it. Um, mm-hmm. So he, Oliver, realises that he obviously can't kind of sit and fester and do nothing so he one day just kind of wakes up and goes right I just need to find a job that needs no experience no training well not no training but like no previous experience um and he answers a job advert for to be a train officer on the Sydney train system in Australia um he gets his full training and he starts work on the trains and that is about all that happens in this book yeah. Um, <laughs> I kind of thought from the premise that it was going to be lovely little snippets of stories of people that he'd met on the train that helped him to heal mentally and physically and realise the meaning of life. In fact, what we got was the same story, I think, told again and again and again in a very depressing mm. way mm. and a little bit confusingly. Mm. Um, so it's kind of almost reads like essays almost or long poems which again I'm not against I love a bit of poetry and I like a different format to a book but every essay was telling the same story which was I got a migraine it ruined my life and I'm very sad about it yeah and that was it um so I got a bit bored 
Yeah, well, I did. I read a hundred pages of it, and after a hundred pages, I couldn't be bothered anymore. <laughs> Um, so thanks for taking one for the team. Oh, um, yeah. I mean, there there are a few good reviews on Goodreads for it. So some people obviously liked his insight uh, and honesty. Like it's it's really hard because with a memoir, it you don't want to like diss someone's personal experiences, but. I don't want to read about it. So, <laughs> yeah, I think that's. I think that's maybe what I'd put in my review is that um, there's nothing. I can't change his experience. That's what his experience was. The format, I think, is what didn't necessarily work for me. Okay. I think. Yeah, fair enough. Um, yeah. It. And I did also say I did a little bit of research because I just couldn't get my head around like what the what he was trying to do. So when I googled him. Mm. I saw those videos on YouTube of him performing certain ones of these stories live, almost as monologues. And in okay. that format, that made sense. And it was, mm-hmm. I connected a lot more with those monologues as he performed them. But equally, I wouldn't have gone to a show to watch him perform the same monologues telling the same story for three and a half hours. I'd have seen one. And that would have been enough. You've told me your story. I feel for you. I'm happy that you found a better place. Thank you and good night. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, it's tricky. I don't want to like. Yeah, shit all over it, but it was boring, and a bit miserable. <laughs> and a bit miserable. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm coming from you. That's something else, isn't it? Um. Okay. Well, we'll move on, yeah. shall we? Um. <laughs> So, uh, the penultimate book that we have, we've only got two left now, um, is The Very Nice Box uh, by Laura Blackett and Eve Gleichman. Mm-hmm. It's a dual authored, is that a dual co-written? Co-written, that's it. <laughs> dual authored is going to be the way that I say it. Um, book, and this was sent to us by Verve Books again. They've sent us a few books recently. Um so I think this is probably the one that we're gonna maybe disagree on because I read your review and I was like, oh right, yeah, okay, same, she liked it. Same. <laughs> um, I I didn't dislike this one, but I didn't like it. I gave it like a straight down the line three stars. It was fine. Yeah. Like I didn't mind reading it. There was parts of it that I enjoyed, but it took me a while to get into it, and I was a bit like meh by the end of it right. as well like the middle section i kind of got into and then i then i got bored um do you want to like do a little sort of semi synopsis of what it what it's about and then we'll yeah talk about what we did or didn't like yeah there's an element of twist to it so i mm. i can't kind of go into full full <laughs> detail but essentially the main character is ava she's like a product designer working for a company which is very ikea adjacent they design <laughs> very like um, useful and clear-cut products that have a specific yeah. purpose. And she very much fits into that also. She likes things to be exactly how they're meant to yeah. be. Um, she has suffered some loss in her life. And she doesn't really seem to have that many connections with people in her work or outside of work. 
so when she meets her new boss and has kind of a immediate connection with him it seems that story kind of weaves its way around about the houses there's a little element of um protest against the company there's a bit of office culture comedy that flies into it a little bit um and also this layer of kind of toxic masculinity and sexism within the workplace as well um and a little twist yes and great dogs there was good dog content in this book yeah there were some good dogs i'll give you that (laughs) yeah so I, Maybe I, 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 I didn't really enjoy it. I enjoyed it. I thought it was an interesting concept, one that hasn't necessarily been done in exactly the same way. I didn't think. Um, I thought it was quirky. It was a quirky read, and I think my problem was that I just don't think I quite got it. Right. Um. So I've read quite a lot of people's reviews, which have been very positive of this one. Uh. I don't know. Maybe the the sense of humour just wasn't quite mine. Uh-huh. Um, I didn't find myself smiling or laughing at anything that happened. Right. <laughs> and it's meant to, it's meant to be satirical, yeah. isn't it? Um, so I don't know. I just it just missed the mark for me personally. I don't think it was bad writing at all. I I think it was like it is an interesting topic i quite liked the central character and i quite quite liked her uh growth and the the way that we got to know her character throughout the book yeah um but yeah there was just something missing and i just don't i don't really know what it what it was for me yeah um i think so yeah some maybe because i think in life i'm quite a cynical person and i tend to kind of take a step back from most situations and be like right everything is not exactly what it seems here so I think the moments where she's in the office quite near the beginning and they're doing the kind of wellness and oh let's look everybody look after each other and the yes and meetings and all of that stuff I kind of almost had a little smile on my face as I was reading it because I was like I see what we're doing here okay um I think that also maybe hindered me slightly when it came to the twist because I felt like I had been very cynical the whole way through and kind of saw yeah. that coming um okay but I enjoyed it I liked the um the kind of thing I mean so one of the books that I'd read um in the last few months the men who hate women by Laura Bates, Bates yes so yeah. the element of that kind of men's rights movement that kind of wove its way through and kind of came to a head towards the end of the book I really liked and I could see those little red flags just popping up and just waving at me um so I don't know whether that's maybe why I was a little bit more engaged in it because I was I felt like it was almost like a like I had to watch out for them and it's like a guessing game so I was kind of engaged in spotting the red flags almost (laughs) it was like where's Wally where's Wally for red flags (laughs) okay yeah yeah, I'd. I think if I'd have read this at another time, I'd have probably engaged with it more. It's a little bit like um, imposter syndrome that we both read. I I got similar sort of vibes from it, but I didn't engage with it in the same way that I did with imposter syndrome. Mm-hmm. I think it was one of those that you've got to 
kind of read it at the right time and maybe because we had so many arcs to get through this <laughs> yeah. month it was just a bit like oh I've got to read yeah. it like right now because otherwise I'm not going to get the chance yeah um so yeah maybe it was just that it wasn't quite the right time for me yeah um I don't think it's a bad book at all and I think a lot of people will find it amusing yeah I quite like the tongue-in-cheek kind of the product names that they had so they had yeah, like I did I did quite enjoy those I thought every time they popped up I was like oh that's funny because these kind of products where they give them really pretentious names and they try to pretend mm-hmm. they're going to change your life but they've just got I mean I'm just flicking through to try to find one the festive plastic plate that it <laughs> like <laughs> I like them I thought that was a really yeah. fun little touch um yeah yeah I thought it was an interesting book I didn't give it five stars I think I gave it four I don't need to read it. It's not a reread. I've read it. I've got the story. But I enjoyed kind of watching out for those little kind of tongue-in-cheek moments. Yeah. Fair enough. Fab. So we've got one left. One left. And it's one that we're not going to be able to talk about because it's a thriller. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. So we'll just say what it was and then if we liked it and then we'll go. Um, (laughs) But yeah, the last one that we're going to talk about or not talk about is the family remains by lisa jewell um so this one is the sequel to the family upstairs which we both read in at different times last year didn't we um and i'll be honest the family upstairs i thought was fine but i wasn't blown away by it yeah um and so when we got offered this, I was like, okay, fine, fair enough. We got sent a lovely copy with spreads and it's a signed arc as well. So I was like, oh, fine. Fancy. Absolutely. <laughs> um, yeah, so this is by this is Century Books again um, as well. And I liked this one a hell of a lot more than the first one. Yeah. I thought it was great. And I think that's hard to do in a sequel, especially a thriller sequel, to make it sort of more intriguing and more exciting yeah yeah i think she did a great job i and i've read quite a lot of people's reviews who have said very similar yeah i thought the same i i did enjoy the first one i honestly when when i started reading the second one i kind of had a panicked moment where i was like i read that so long ago i don't even know if i remember it but what same there kind of was a little bit of a a recap so I don't yeah. know that you would have even had to have read the first one to enjoy this one. Yeah. It gave you a little bit more depth to their characters and their backstory, but I think this reads fine just as a standalone. Um, and I thoroughly enjoyed it as well. I think maybe because she'd already introduced those characters, it felt like she knew them better. So yeah. they were almost more fleshed out and I cared about them more. Um, and I don't know, they were the main characters that we meet in the second book were kids in the first book. So yeah. there was more layers to their personalities and the de- the decisions and the choices that they were making in this one because they're adults, obviously. They've got yeah. more experience. And I think, yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, the twisty little bits I still enjoyed. Like I still was surprised by things, which, again, I think yeah. for a thriller you can kind of gauge a person's writing and see where they're going to go with something but there was still stuff in this that surprised me um yeah and i think i'd read somewhere 
um, that she'd originally said she was never going to do a sequel, but um, that she'd been persuaded to do this, and I'm very pleased that she did. But I don't know whether that means we'll get no more. This is the end of it now. That's it. Done. Yeah, it is kind of left a little bit up in the air, isn't it? But I feel, I I think that she's probably going to stop after this. Yes. I don't think uh, I need any more. I'm happy with no. where it was left and I'm quite content with it. Yeah. Yeah, same. Um, yeah, no, really interesting characters. And yeah, I I was happy to delve into their minds a little bit more. Yeah. It's made um, me um, more sure that I'll pick up something else that she writes whether it's from this kind of story or not I think her writing really engaged me and I think she's a kind of I wouldn't be worried about picking up her next book and I think I'd be happy to just grab it and go yeah have you read any of the rest of her back catalogue nope I've not either no but Um, I'd be happy to now I think I'd trust that it would be good yeah me too I feel like I want to buy a few thrillers I've got I mean I've got so many books on my shelves but thrillers are ones that a good sort of rip through aren't they once when you're feeling yeah. a bit ugh. and this this was despite the fact that i've really enjoyed pretty much all of these that we've been sent to review this was kind of a breath of fresh air because it just felt like a book that i could just absolutely go through yeah no effort required just like page turn page turn yeah. page turn um which it didn't feel like hard work at all no ever it didn't feel like I was just trying to get my pages in no (laughs) I think the thing for me is that because it's got the different points of view and I'm so engaged in one person's storyline so I read their chapter and then I have to read the next person's chapter to get to the (laughs) but then I I keep just getting myself more engaged in it and I just didn't want it to stop so I flew through this one and it's quite a chunk it is yeah but I read it really really quickly um so yeah I think more of that more thrillers with dual points of view so that i just kind of yeah fly through them yeah so i'm I'm gonna find some thrillers that i want to read maybe some by lisa jewel as well um also just as a, a little aside this so the proof copy um it's kind of like a big paperback um but it's so like nice and floppy yeah it just stays open so if this could be the norm for all paperbacks, yeah, then that would be great. I don't really understand what's different about it other than it's just slightly bigger. Yeah, I think it's but the size. It just stays just stays open, which is just perfect. I just had it on the table, like I didn't have to hurt my thumb or like crack the spine. The spine is still perfect. <laughs> so if that can be a thing going forward then that would be great (laughs) i'm sure it won't be but yeah no i agree i'm on board with that yeah we can make a little uh what's the word petition that's the word i'm looking for a little (laughs) petition for floppy paperbacks um well there you go that's it so we've we have read a considerable amount more than just those books as well but because because we've had so many review copies to get through, we thought we'd do like a separate, separate episode. Yeah. Um, so we'll when we get opportunity, hopefully maybe later this week we'll record another one of these short stories, 
um, with all of our books that we've read independently as well. Yeah. Um, and we can have a little chat about those. See if there's any good ones that we need to recommend to each other. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think that's about it. <laughs> yeah, we've got quite a few advanced copies for August already, so we're probably yeah, we <laughs> going to have to do the same kind of thing for August. I think it must be because everyone's like summer books come out ready for the summer holidays. Yeah. So they just all landed on the door and I kept being like, oh no, I should have started this in February. <laughs> should have started reading these months ago. I know. Yeah. yeah. I'm not complaining. That sounds like I'm complaining. It's a great problem to have, but I just was yeah, not prepared for it. <laughs> Yeah, it's been... I feel like I've been doing my homework a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, but but in a good way. Good homework. Fun homework, most of the time. Yeah, I, th- I mean, looking at them, <laughs> of the seven that we've talked about, I enjoyed six. Yeah, same. Which is... That's a good ratio, so I'm happy with I that. Enjoyed, I enjoyed five and a half. <laughs> <laughs> You're harder to please um, than I am. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know about that. No, <laughs> I don't think that's true at all. Um, okay, cool. Right, well, we'll talk at you later with some more uh, lovely books that we've been reading. Um, yeah, yeah, bye. Thanks for listening, guys. Hi there. Thank you so much for listening to Two Girls, One Book podcast. If you like what you heard we would love for you to like follow rate subscribe in fact just all, all that good stuff please would be fantastic you can also find us on instagram at two girls one book pod so come and follow us over there as well happy reading and join us next time